Hello and welcome back to Witchcast, guys. My name is Julia. I am one of the hosts to this podcast. We have Alana on here as well. Hey, everyone. Hello, hello. Um, it's going to be a gorgeous, gorgeous week. Um, we, I know you guys, uh, we post this on Fridays. Today we are recording early on, so we wanted to make sure everything is perfect for this week's episode. So, yes. hello. And um, so we're going to start off with the tarot card of the day, and Alana's going to take the lead on this one, and then we'll talk about it. Yes, I'm very excited to start doing the tarot cards of the day. Woot, woot. Uh, yay! Um, if anyone's wondering what I use for my daily card is my everyday tarot deck. It is just like my favorite deck for the daily pulls. I love it. It's so pretty. The outline's gold. So let me just shuffle these up. Exciting time. It looks like today we have ooh, the Hierophant. What? Holy right. Shit. So, okay. so if you listen to the first episode of the season, you heard us talk a little bit about the Hierophant because it is actually the card of the year this year. Um, based on the little numerology, it's the fifth card of the major arcana. And at 2021, um, total is out to five. So that's how they figure out it's the card of the year. Um, so really already, I'm already trying to live every day like it's the hero fan. So it's just kind of double that energy today, I guess. Dang, that's super cool. Like, I didn't realize the numerology had to play in the tarot card of the year. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, num- the numerology is everything in tarot. It, it comes into so much of it. Wow. Okay. I got to definitely do some research on numerology because that sounds yes. super cool. Okay. <laughs> but so the hero fan is he loves knowledge. Um, he loves to learn and he loves to teach. Um, so when you pull the hero fan um, in a reading, a lot of times it can either mean that you're on an educational journey and that you're learning or that you've mastered something and you're ready to teach it. Um, it for me, it also has a lot to do with surrounding yourself with people that just push you to learn. Um, a lot of times we like to be around people that think exactly like us. Um, it's comfortable that way. But when you surround yourself with people that you know view things differently as you, it kind of pushes you to learn, pushes you to see different perspectives. Um, and I think the Hierophant definitely has a lot of that energy where you want to be pushing yourself all the time. I completely agree. The Hierophant definitely has a sense of, you know, you really got to focus on yourself and kind of know, like, just have different ways of teaching yourself how to learn new things. Um, I also have a feeling that with this card today, it has a lot to do with spiritual growth and kind of like wisdom and everything. So like I and this was upright, right? Yes, it was. And it does have a lot to do with the spiritual growth. That has a lot to do with um, it's, it's places, the card of the year. They say that this year is going to involve a lot of spiritual growth for everyone. Um, okay. just because the Hierophant has that effect where it's not just, you know, general knowledge, but spiritual knowledge that people are searching for. Yeah. That's so cool. Because I, like I said, when you pulled that card and you told us, um, I definitely had a feeling of sense of like, everything is just going to be all about learning this year a lot of different knowledge whether it be about witchcraft or whether it be about yourself learning about new things about what's going on in the world right now it's just a wealth of knowledge that this card brings it really does and also it's it's good for us too because me and you come from such 
you know, different backgrounds with our crafts and we, you know, learn so much from each other and we teach so much from each other. And I think that, you know, when you explain your, you know, perspective on something to me, it gives me, I'm like, oh, you know, I didn't think of it that way. And it kind of, it definitely pushes me to look at things in ways that I don't normally. Um, so I think the card also works perfectly just for, you know, us as a team. Oh, absolutely. Because like when I first started this year and like I was saying in multiple episodes, I was like, you know what? I kept thinking about you and I was like, you know what? Alana really pushes me to like see new things and kind of feel new things and view things differently. Because like you said, we both come from different kinds of backgrounds for magic wise and our practices are absolutely different. But there are some similarities for sure. But for the most part, we are completely different. And I think it brings this episode or this whole podcast together really nicely because we get both perspectives on either side. So I think that's very I mean, with that, we can just start talking about, you know, I know today we really wanted to tell you guys some more just about us and our practices. Mm -hmm. Um, And I personally consider myself to be a um, I like the term dark arts practitioner. Um, mm-hmm. as a very general term but you know if you listen to the very first episode that I did on this show last season um, you all know that I am a death witch and a necromancer um, but I think dark arts practitioner is a lot more broad of a term um, because my practice does include more than just um, the death magic and the necromancy and then right. we have you who comes from the complete opposite end of the spectrum with the light work um, so we just have two totally different approaches to magic yeah and outlooks and everything too so 100 and just I mean I would love to hear more about what it just means to be a light worker yeah definitely so I mean light worker I feel like is such a broad term like how you have uh, death which is a broad term as well Uh, for me light worker kind of just means that I like to heal people and I see the good in people so I'm always trying to give people the benefit of the doubt and see them for who they really are and work on based of what I see and feel. So um, I know a lot of us mostly are empaths and we all feel really deeply and strongly. Um, I'm not saying I'm different from any anyone else or anything, but for some reason, when I feel people's energies, I don't have to be in front of you, near you or around you. I can feel you just by thinking about your name or thinking about who you are as a person, I can feel your energy through that. And I think that's very different from what a lot of other people usually kind of like make it seem like that's what empath means. And um, being a light worker or I see, I don't really (laughs) know if I like that name because that's not someone that I really aspire to be as a light worker. Not to say nothing, anything is wrong with being a light worker. It's just not my practice. Well, no, and I, I'm, um, that's, that's sort of how I like, I like the dark arts practitioner as a very broad term. But when I really talk more directly about my practice, I do prefer death magic. Um, right. Because it's not all dark. Yeah, agreed. Um, so, like, we could talk about how... Uh, magic can be gray magic and it's a gray area there is such between a gray light area. and dark and, yeah, and gray so. magic is its own whole thing and I mean realistically gray magic is you know as as people we we 
tend to rarely be one extreme or the other. Um, yeah. So you're going to have your days where you want to, you know, work with those darker emotions and the days where you just want to work with the good ones. Um, yeah, and agreed. really all you, all you need to do is follow, you know, follow your intuition and do what, do what your body and your mind's telling you. If you're having a bad day and you're normally a light worker and you don't have to sit there and just be like, no, it's, I have to be, it has to be a good day. Only happy thoughts. You know, you can let yourself feel through the negative, um, and channel that. And that's really what I do in my practice is I chant, I use that negative energy and I use my negative, what people consider negative emotions, um, as energy. And I just channel that. And it's, you know, instead of letting those negative emotions like fear, grief, things like that get to you, you know, and, and drain you of your energy, you turn it into something productive. And for me, that's dark magic. You know, it's not doing anything evil or, or, um, you know, cursing and, and war magic and things like that. It's just using dark energy and really anything that comes from our shadow is going to be that dark energy. Yeah. And I think like, um, like you're explaining, everyone has this misconception of what dark magic or black magic, whatever you want to call it, um, is. And I think it's a, you guys have such a bad rep and it's really frustrating because I know, obviously you've we've grown as a friendship and as you know a team and you've told me so many things that you've done that are positive and at the beginning when I first met you I was like oh my god she's a death witch she's a necromancer does she raise the dead does she make zombies or what have <laughs> I you? wish I could make zombies that would be so cool <laughs> yeah and I was kind of like thinking I was like oh man is this gonna you know is she gonna be out of trouble or is she gonna be like cursing me and that's not even the case not even a little bit like I know you would you wouldn't do that to anyone who doesn't deserve it you know I think one and- I think one example of dark magic that I like that people would normally not consider dark magic um so I met this woman once um we talked I think a couple months ago we had a really interesting kind of an interesting conversation with someone that was also a death witch um and she is a death doula so I know um, people who know the term doula they help um, it's type of midwife, you know, they coach you through the birthing process. So a death mm-hmm. doula is someone that helps a spirit cross peacefully into the afterlife. Um, they're, oh, they're by your that. side when you pass in the physical realm and they connect with your spirit and they basically walk you up to like the gates of wherever it is you're going, um, and just make it easier for you. And that's dark magic because you're working with death. And, but but people wouldn't, you know, that's not something people normally think about when they hear the term dark magic, Um, which is another reason it's why I like uh, something I've seen used a lot more lately is right hand path and left hand path, where Mm -hmm. right hand is traditional light magic and left hand is traditional dark magic. Right, so there's like a high and low frequency kind of. Yeah, and and uh, those terms kind of come from, you know, like the superstition back, you know, back in the day, even not even that long ago, like my grandmother's generation, if you were born left-handed, they were like, oh no, the devil is in this child. They must learn (laughs) to use their right hand. Like my my grandmother was, is left-handed, but she was trained to use her right hand. 
Uh, like so people always associated left with evil for some i have no idea where that comes from that might be something interesting to research but like it kind of goes and it's also the fact that your right hand's your receiving hand and your left hand is um the hand you would manifest with yeah and also it brings kind of like an interesting thought for me um a lot of people and the whole idea of you being left-handed writing with your left hand is also seem to be frowned upon mm-hmm. too. They're always they're always like, what's wrong with you? Like there's some people that are ambidextrous. There's some people who just write on their left hand and there seem to be as like the freak. Yes. And everything's uh, made for right-handed people. Like I, I, you can never find, do you know how hard it is to find left-handed scissors? <laughs> Oh geez, and I yeah, can't. I can't, I can't use fountain pens, and writing on a dry erase board is the worst. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, like I just don't understand why so many people associate being left-handed and left-hand magic as something that is so evil and just it like kind of. And I never really thought of the fact that I am physically left-handed and my practice is left-handed. That That's awesome. the first time that I have made that connection before. Very cool. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, see, I thought you something new. Yeah, <laughs> learning. It's the Hierophant, learning. always learning. Yes. Yes, exactly. And so with my practice, um, for the most part, I, I don't think I've shared enough of myself with you guys over, you know, the episodes from last year, but I like to work a lot with deities. And when it comes to that, uh, most of it comes through dreams and visions in my dreams. Um, Alana was talking to me about this and she's like, you know what? I think you might be an oracle. I do. I don't know if you guys heard. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have heard of the term oracle. It's not commonly used these days. I mean, you hear of oracle decks for sure. But oracle, the term is like definitely someone who receives messages from the divine and they interpret them for others to hear. It's kind of like you, you call the masses and you're just basically saying like, oh, this deity is saying like, you know, don't pick your nose <laughs> or something. <laughs> and um, yeah, so all joking aside, I honestly do receive a lot of messages from, you know, deities or the divine. Um, it does, it's not necessarily deities either. I mean, I've been visited by, you guys know, Archangel Michael and Gabriel. Um I, those stories are just insane for me to even repeat mm-hmm. and I've talked about it many times and Alana knows yes. we and both I, I think uh, I think we both talked about our both of our experiences with Michael a few times yeah yeah and it's just you know it's a it's definitely something different you don't I've never really met somebody who is this active with deities I mean not yet I mean I'm sure there are millions, if not like a bajillion pe- amounts of people who work of deities and can be easily accessed through that portal. But for me, I I never really understood myself or really understood why I was receiving these messages the way that I do. And now that, you know, I met Alana, I'm not saying she's like the all, like she knows everything. You're like, she's the I almighty. Know we're still all. learning. 
Yes, and I love it because she's taught me. I don't. Honestly, I don't guys, know it all, guys. I just read a lot. No, you know a lot, and I think it's amazing. You've taught me so you know what, this much over the past one, year. One, we're gonna have to have an episode where we talk about star seeds and the fifth dimension downloads because that definitely oh, yes. adds to my wealth of knowledge. That's for oh, sure. Oh fuck yeah, star seeds is another episode in yes. itself. I have a lot to say about that. You know, even the if you guys follow my Instagram or our Instagram, sorry. Um, the deck that I use for Oracle is Starseed. Yes. It's a Starseed deck. And you see different lights and different kinds of colors. And it's very vivid. It's very kind of, you know, um, vision-based. And, okay, I'm getting yes. off tangent. But, but okay. basically, the, um, the reason why we brought it up, why I brought it up, is because once you ascend as a Starseed to the, to the fifth dimension, you get these, like, downloads of information. And all of a sudden, you're like, how do I even know this? I just know it. Yes. And then you look it's you like and then matrix. you look it up and you're like, oh shit, this is accurate. Okay. Yeah. Like, okay. So yeah. we'll, oh my god. We have a lot to talk about for that. But back yeah, to that, you being yeah. an oracle. Yeah. So um Alana has taught me so much about just me being an oracle. And I've never see that's what I would use, not a light worker. Okay. I would say I'm an oracle. Now would you consider I'm... an oracle to be light magic? I'd say an oracle could be, you know, I guess like either, either side. depending on who you're communicating with. And that's kind of what we, me and you yeah. talked about the other night, um, how you tend to communicate on that higher plane with deities. And I tend to communicate on that lower plane with like spirits and demons. Yeah. Well, I, I do do I deity can, work, yeah. but I mean, spirit work and demonology is really kind of more my forte. forte. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I completely agree with that whole everything that you just said. Um, for me, deities, I depending on who I work with or who I receive messages from, like um, recently, I had discovered that Prometheus really wanted to talk to Alana. Yes. And uh, he was very forthcoming and he told me exactly what she needed to know. And I kid you not. I was telling her things that she's never told me before. And, like, guys, like, legit, like, it doesn't, like, I don't care how long you've been practicing and, like, how many times stuff like this happens. It's still really freaky when someone knows an item that's in your bedroom that they've never seen or been told about before and they know exactly where it is. Still yeah, freaky. so I was, <laughs> yeah, I was surprised myself when he told me, like, holy shit, she was texting. Okay, so the situation was, Prometheus really wanted to work with Alana and he specifically want I'm getting chills talking about it he wanted to work specifically with one of her dolls and Alana never told me she has dolls in her room and not like creepy dolls I have a lot of stuffed animals and like cute dolls but none of those creepy porcelain ones I want y'all thinking I'm a weirdo with porcelain dolls I just just really like stuffed animals and I have way too many of them yeah, and like, well, first off, guys, there's nothing wrong with porcelain dolls. I just personally think it's creepy. <laughs> They're so creepy. But, um, yeah, but he, he specifically, he was like telling me, like, I need you to tell Alana that I really want to work with a like Raggedy Ann doll. And she showed me a picture of two of okay, us. Okay, so now I have to admit to everyone that I am a little creepy and I collect Raggedy Ann and Andy dolls. <laughs> <laughs> I love oh, you. Sorry, so. 
He has some dolls way too creepy, but you know Raggedy Ann, the one that, you know, Annabelle, that totally yep. my thing. Love those it's guys. It's a totally different vibe. <laughs> yeah. And so um, to kind of like conclude the story, he was very forthcoming in saying like, I need to work with Andy and Alana and you need to tell the message to her that, you know, since um, he is the... The, his origin story is basically he made us out of clay so he was just like get her to get some clay and kind of make me a small little offering and we'll kind of like talk and work with each other so that's kind of what the situation was and that's how I received my messages and I kid you not I was literally in the middle of just like cleaning something and then it just came to me and it wasn't even like I was trying to meditate or trying to you know um, have dream visions it was midday and I was just kind of like all right so this is happening and um, I received those messages and that's it I just find that fascinating because like usually when I hear people work with deities, you literally have to be in a trance or like a meditative state. Yes. Like you know? I don't, when I, I work with deities, but it, you know, I, I, I don't actually hear or see really anything I work with. Um, I, as like, a, I'm claircognizant. So basically the, it's just what they want me to know is just like in my head, but with deities in particular, yeah. like I have to really be, paying attention and they'll give me a sign that like hey it's time to meditate I have a message for you but I can't get that message unless I'm you know really meditating on it um like I I do get I I the signs are pretty easy once you get to know your deities but I still have to work for that message yeah and like I said it's just I'm not saying that I am the most special person ever in the world. <laughs> of no, you that's are. not even close. No, like we're both, you're the most knowledgeable and I'm special. the most special person <laughs> ever. No, no, no. Guys, honestly, I'm still on the road of self-discovery. And yes, I've become a lot more comfortable with the kind of person I am in my skill set for sure. But I still am on the road of self-discovery and I'm trying to figure out what I can and cannot do and what my restrictions are or what my, you know, what I can do to energize. And it's just, it's a whole nother world of just research and trying to find other witches out there that can do similar things that can teach you or witches out there that are, can do opposite things and they teach you from what they, their experiences are. So it's just, you know, if you guys are on the road of self-discovery, don't be afraid. Mm. It's a beautiful time to be it alive. Really and it's a, it's a beautiful time for you to understand exactly who you are. And finding that person that's inside you, I think, is completely And magical. most of us are stuck at home right now. So it's the perfect time to uh-huh. work on yourself. Look at oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, definitely. See, you guys can all be your own. Exactly, exactly. Sure. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's, that is, I, I love that, you know, how the differences in our practices, how you work with, you know, the deities. And then I, like, it's a little more, I, like I said, I have to do that work to really meditate to get messages from mine. But it's, if a spirit pops into my apartment and wants me to know something, like, it, it's, it, I know it's there as soon as it pops in. And, it's like it'll just start telling me things and like I like I said I don't hear or see things it's more like 
it's just the whatever they wanted me to know was just in my head. And it's not like it's a, like I, li- I like to say I don't hear them because it's not in a different voice in my head. It's still my thoughts and my voice, but I can tell the thought was put there by someone or something else. And it's not, it didn't originate within me. Um, and that's what being clear cognizant right. really is. That is so um, fascinating. But yeah, like as I, I was in like, I was taking a bath the other day and some new spirit I had never felt or interacted with in this place before um, just like popped up and I was like, who's here? I don't, do I know you? Like, no. Okay. Well, if, as long as you're chill, you can stay. And when I'm not relaxing in the bath, we can chat and figure out what we're doing here. <laughs> but I'd really like to enjoy my bath now. Oh, man, that is so fascinating. So um, on the flip side, how do you distinguish the fact that you can talk to them? Like, or how they the messages in your head are completely foreign from what your thoughts it's, are? It's so hard to explain because it's really just like, it's, I just know it. Like I, okay. you can, it's the difference of, you know, knowing that I thought some, and it's almost, I think of a good way to explain this because it's so hard to explain, but it's almost like right. someone took like a little, takes like a little like computer chip and like sticks it in there and the information like downloads real quick. So like I can, I can tell so it's, it's not cute. from me that it came from the outside. Um, and it usually right. has to like push yeah. one of my thoughts out of its way. Very so it, cool. So it's almost like you have a USB. <laughs> yeah, like it, it, it'll interrupt whatever <laughs> thought I am currently having a lot. Um, and that's something that I had wow. to take a lot of t- has taken a lot of practice in my life to tune out. Sometimes, if I'm somewhere that's very active with spirits, um, I definitely have to tune them out. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with being an empath also. And I know just in general empaths are, you have to learn to tune out other people's emotions. Otherwise it's so overwhelming. So essentially I had to do the same thing, you know, that you have to do as an empath, but I also had to do it with spirits and not just other people around me. Um, right. Would you consider yourself? A I do medium? consider myself a medium. A um, I don't consider myself psychic. Okay. Um, I do consider myself a medium though. Um, okay, so, it. and it's, it's interesting because like, I always thought it was normal for like, like I did, I never thought candles had like steady flames. I thought they always just like flickered or like swayed and like did weird things. And then people started being like, why do all your candles always do weird stuff? And why are, why do all the candles in your house flicker all the time? And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's just what candles do. (laughs) And they're like, no, 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 that's not, usually flames are steady. Uh I'm like, huh. I guess it's ghosts and like my lamps, my lamps turn themselves on and off a lot. It freaks people out. It really freaks my boyfriend out. <laughs> oh, that's like, like that's <laughs> almost, well, it's kind of scary, but also comforting because you know, yeah, and exactly I mean, I do we'll, we'll definitely on. talk to people about warding one day. Like I, where yeah. I, me and my surrounding area and everyone that lives here are very heavily warded. Um, I do allow like random presences that I have not particularly invited will pop up, but I do allow that. I only block out like very specific energies. 
Um, so like, you know, if, if something has a very strong negative vibe to it, it's not going to be able to get in. But if there was just like a very neutral spirit that, you know, there's really no concern that it's going to do harm. It's, you know, I don't mind if it comes by and hangs out for a little bit. There's plenty of spirits, particular ones that I've invited in. So if they want just to come chill and make friends for a bit, you know, as long as they don't mess things up, I don't care. That is so chill. So they're basically like roommates, but the rent is yeah, free. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you put it that way, maybe I need to put some of them <laughs> to work. Gotta make them right? clean the dishes, man. Gotta make um, them work No, but they do. It does aid me in my <laughs> practice, though, because, you know, the more... The more connections that I, every spirit that I make a connection with, if they're just, you know, passing through, that's just something else I can use if I'm trying to connect across the veil. Um, And I do have, um, so I have, I like to call him my animal helper because I really couldn't think of a good other, you know, any other good term for it. But I did summon Mm -hmm. a rat spirit. Um, what? Oh, wow. Okay. I had its skeleton. Um, I did not kill this rat, just so everyone knows. My friend moved into a new house. The landlord had put out poison because there was rats in the basement and the shed, and she had found one in the shed, and it had been picked clean and was just bones, and she was like, would you like this rat? It was a fully intact skeleton. Um, yeah, what? like, who's going to say no to that? It's awesome. Um, except then my <laughs> non-witchy co-worker came to work with a rat skeleton inside of a shopping bag. <laughs> and she I was love like, it. here you go. <laughs> She's just like, do what you will with it. Um, but yeah, so I summoned him. Um, one day we'll, we'll talk another day about all the details because it was a, it was, it's a long process summoning and lots of protections and uh, I rarely cast casting circles, but when I summon things, that's one of the few times that I do. Um, and we entered into a little contract basically. And now we work together and he aids me in a lot of my protection magic, mostly, um, his spirit. Definitely. If something negative were to, you know, try to get into my home, he would definitely be there um, to help keep it out and help protect it. And in exchange, I leave from offerings right now. He has a, um, a nice acorn and some hazelnuts. Um, a lot of times I believe from almonds. He does. He likes nuts. Um, and he has his own little area on my altar. Um, and then I, you do use his bones and a lot of my protection magic as well. Would you say, since he's so protective over you and your space, that he could be a demon or some sort of entity that ha- has, like, inhabited the rat's um, soul- like, no, body? No, I'm pretty, space. like, I had pretty good confidence that I summoned, you know, that particular rat. Um, it just, it okay. the contract we entered, entered into was based around um, protection, um, I just, that's what I was looking for at the time was a spirit, okay, a spirit to help me with protection magic. Um, but really when you will get into, we, I could talk forever about contracting with spirits 
you know, cause then we can go into the whole thing about familiars and that's a whole nother thing where you, that's a contract with yeah. a demon. Um, so there's a lot of different contracts do not end in the human realm. <laughs> we like, love it. it is okay. not a human thing. Everyone loves contracts. <laughs> I freaking love this. Yeah, we definitely have to make an episode about familiars, warnings, yes. and spiritual entities that you yes. can summon. For sure. um, but no, that's another, but mentioning um, the rat, I do work with his bones a lot. Um, that would be considered dark magic, usually working with bones. I don't know why. Like, I guess bones just freak some people out. Um, but all, like, like I said, the rat was one that, you know, he was already dead. It was... You know, I'd rather that he wouldn't have been killed, but people don't tend to like rats living in their basements. Um, yeah. I live in an area with a lot of hunting. Um, so I do end up with a lot of deer bones. Um, I basically tell people that I know that already go hunting. Like, listen, since you're going to be doing it anyways, and I know you're not going to use those bones, you know, don't waste them. I'll take them. Um, so... Yeah. I, I do try, I do incorporate as bones a lot into my practice. Um, that's something that I definitely think is particular to the more dark magic side of things. And I think that's awesome because like you honestly honor it, the, the, you know, that it really is. That's what a- it's about. Like for me, when, if I'm working with an animal's bones, there's, I have so much respect for that animal. Um, I always make sure. Cause I know, I know if I'm getting, um, you know, a bone from something that's been hunted. Like I know there's going to be a lot of trauma there and I try to do what I can to help that animal spirit, you know, cross over peacefully. Um, that's very important okay. to me also. So that's kind of where the dark magic and the light kind of clash together a bit. Right. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, I, I'm like really like, for an- I never even thought of that. I should become a pet death doula and just, that would be so depressing though. Just like cuddling dogs and stuff as they, I don't, I want to help, but that'd be so sad. That's like on a different level. I know. Like, oh my God. You're helping them transition. And then like, it's it's like a puppy. Random fact that I don't know why I know, but I know as a career, veterinarians have the highest rate of depression. And it is linked oh, to them having to put down animals. I know oh, how sad geez. is that. Yeah. So like when my dog, my dog, um, pumpkin, she lived till she was like 16. Um, and eventually like she had cancer. We went through a couple rounds of chemo with her and it was just time to put her to sleep, you know, for, to make it easier on her. And I thanked that vet. I was like, I can't imagine having to do what you do. Like, thank you so much because you're doing the animals such a service but yeah well I never thought about that that's that must so heartfelt and like very just could you imagine it's all like going home after your day like I just had to put down two dogs today and it's just and like you know you're doing the right thing but like yeah yeah but so yeah an animal animal death I'm gonna look into that yeah definitely that's definitely another like section that you can totally yeah. work with and i, I think love animals cool. okay so okay. i also wanted today we definitely wanted to talk about our practices but we also kind of wanted to talk a little bit about our favorite and 
I guess, least favorite witches on TV and in movies. Uh, yes. And then this will lead towards the yeah, next episode. Yeah, so next week culture. we're going to talk a lot about, um, or maybe not next week, but in the near future, we're going to talk a lot about our opinions on pop culture witches, which I'm very excited to yes, do. Definitely. But so, Julia, who Oof. is your favorite TV or movie witch? My favorite TV which for sure is Sabrina. You stole um, It mine. could be either. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Winning. Oh, I it. said it first. Um, I, honestly, it could be the 90s Sabrina or today's Sabrina. Either or. I personally like the newer Sabrina because she's more of a badass, I think. Um, but the way that she works of magic and how she can be light and dark is very, very, like, true to the fact that that's kind of like gray magic or just a different kind of magic. And I think that's really interesting that in this last... um, Yeah, if you haven't watched the last season of Sabrina all the way through yet, pause this episode, binge watch it, and then finish it. Exactly. So um, the last season where Sabrina is split into two, uh, I thought that was so kind of just... Yes. What a what a notion! What a crazy idea to kind of have the the two of them work together with light and dark, and just be one yes, person. Yes, I at thought the same it time. was a great idea. I think it could have been executed a little bit better, but I think they had a great yeah. idea of showing that you know she had her dark side and her light side, and then really they couldn't accomplish anything unless they worked together. Yeah, definitely. Um, and, you know, my favorite movie, which, um, this is really cheesy, but I love the movie Beautiful Creatures. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if I you've have. seen that movie, guys, or seen it, but I really like um, the main actress, or, it's not, well, it's not Ridley, Ridley's her cousin. Um, her name, I can't think of her name right now, but she's the main witch. Anyways, she basically is a light worker and a death worker. She has both sides of magic and they made it so that she can do both kinds of magic at the same time. And I think that's really interesting because it has the whole same kind of feeling about Sabrina where she can do both sides, both kinds of magic and still be intact. And I think that's really interesting in this movie because she was on her 16th birthday. It's always, always 16th birthday. Sweet 16. Always. Always when you have to like right. ascend or something. But it's her 16th birthday. I couldn't she make any, to, I, I um, didn't make any good life decisions at 16. Why? Why do no, you put absolutely. so much on 16 year olds? <laughs> oh god. I really don't get like when I was six, okay. <laughs> tangent. Sorry. 16 year olds. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's, you it's think you know really what you think you know freak. what you're doing but you don't and in 10 years you're gonna realize that. No. <laughs> and you're gonna yeah, be yeah, like oh my years, god I was yeah. so cringe. <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly we can all we can go back to, oh my god i have so many yes. stories about 16 year old julia but um yeah so on her 16th birthday she had no choice but to turn dark but she refused and she wanted to be a light worker or she, they call it casters and so i think that's that term is really interesting too um but she had she didn't have a choice and then they're trying to make it seem like dark magic is bad but she made it so that way 
the light magic and dark magic both have their pros and cons and she talked about it which i think is very very cool because like in hollywood everyone makes it seem like you know if you go dark then you're obviously going to be a bad person you're gonna do bad things you're gonna be surrounded by bad people and that's not the case and I like that they portrayed that in a movie and in a TV show that you can have the best of both worlds if you want to. So, you know, to all the witches out there who are trying to decide whether they want to, you know, be a good witch or a bad witch, there's no such mm. thing as good or bad. You know, it's yin and yang. You have a combination of the two. You have to have both light and dark in you so that way you can function because you're going to have days where, you know, you're going to be feeling really shitty and you want to just like wallow and, you know, kind of do not so much bad things, but just allow yourself to feel dark. And you're going to have days where you're going to want to be really positive and you end up, you know, doing positive things and make, you know, affirmations for yourself, like with his intentions and you kind of come out feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. different and amazing. There's just different days. Exactly. Different things. And I think they did a really good job in portraying those two those are that that's a very good so, that's a, i wouldn't have even thought of that one that's a good one though so i have i yeah. have two tv shows for you because i just i couldn't get love yeah i watch a lot of tv so first <laughs> i think my favorite favorite is going to be regina from once upon a time the evil queen um because uh, i mean she is the evil queen so she is a dark magic witch like disney's number one evil dark magic witch and then like oh she turns all light because she has a son and she loves him and she has has this struggle her her character development throughout that show and just the struggle that she has being pulled back and forth between her dark side and her light side because her dark side's more powerful but, you know, she needs to lean towards the light so she can, you know, stay with her son. And I think they show that struggle so well. Because I think that's really a struggle that everyone, not just witches, but pretty much everyone has. Um, and it's so, but especially yeah. when you're trying to decide the, your path to go down with your magic. I think a lot of people that lean towards the darkness... Um, have that struggle because they're like oh no I really I need to be in the light that's what I'm supposed that's what people are supposed to do you know I need to be accepted yeah so I need I need society and you know my friends and everything to think I'm a you know I'm this good person but just because you're you're using you know the dark parts of you doesn't make you a bad person and you know Regina and the evil queen realize that eventually and and you find out throughout the show that the whole reason why she has all this darkness is because she has so much damn trauma like her mother's the real evil queen and you know she she um her like mom murders her fiance sorry for the spoilers on once upon a time but the show ended years ago and if you haven't watched it yet that's on you (laughs) 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 it's been at least five years Um, so yeah, I yeah, just really seriously. love how her character progression and how she struggles with the dark and light. And then we're going to go just all out first early 2000s, but all out just badass bitch witch right here. Uh, Rowena from Supernatural. 
Yeah, it's like most powerful witch in the world. Such a bitch. Doesn't give a shit about anyone but herself. But then, like, later on, she's like, it's the same thing as Regina. Oh, no, my son. I love him. (laughs) So they all end up having. And then you also find out, though, like, she went through shit, too. And that's why she's such a bitch. And she has her moments in the show where she helps the Winchesters. So, like, she's not all evil all the time. But, you know, she is, like, the, the evil witch of the show. Um, but I like her mainly yeah. just because she's super badass and super powerful and, uh, yeah, her whole thing with Lucifer and, but then I also just like how eventually she shows her emotions and just wants her son back. Uh, and yeah, so it. those are my two favorites. Just had an idea. We should totally do an episode about angels that are yes and we can totally talk about i for anyone that doesn't know that uh, since we were talking about our practices today i started as a biblical mysticist um so i have done so a lot of angel work demonology is something one of the things that i would consider a specialty of mine um, and that all comes from my time as a biblical mysticist so i could talk about angels and demons all day long. Yes. Let's do it. Another episode. Okay, so that's will be another episode. What's your favorite movie? Oh, that's a, such a hard one. I know, I know. Oh, by the way, her name was Lena Duquesne. Oh, I remember. Okay. I'm trying. Like, I'm gonna. I feel I'm going. I'm gonna go Disney again. I'm so. I'm so freaking predictable. It's always Disney, and it's always just. Can I say Maleficent? <laughs> do it Maleficent so is was, so awesome a kid, but, Sleeping yeah. Beauty was my favorite Disney movie you know Aurora is my favorite princess but really it had nothing to do with Aurora Maleficent is just the most badass Disney villain um, I guess they call her like a sorceress in it but she's a witch and she curses you know the whole kingdom with a sleeping curse and she's just awesome and turns into a dragon and like, if I could turn into a dragon, I'd be pretty content. And I'd probably just go live off in a castle in the mountains somewhere and you'd never hear from me again. And she also was, um, the actress was Pam from True Blood. Oh, Once yeah, I totally Time forgot too. about the Once Upon a Time one. I I loved yeah, See, and her right. character in Once Upon a Time, she, you find out, one sec, why does every single witch I'm mentioning only turn like soft and nice because they want their baby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know, I yeah, her baby was stolen and then she gets her back stolen. and then her kid's kind of a bitch. <laughs> but but yeah. then even oh God, you even have the live action Maleficent, the live action like Sleeping Beauty Maleficent movies. And it's this really the same thing. Maleficent gets her heart broken. She just wants Aurora to be her daughter. Like <laughs> Yeah. Oh, oh my god. You're I'm great, great choice. Seriously. <laughs> Disney, oh my god. I love Disney villains. I right, they're also right. misunderstood. Once upon a time was all about. The villains deserve their happy endings too, guys. They really do. Yes. 
Oh, oh my god, god. There's, we have so many things that we could talk about and we're gonna bore all these people <laughs> if we keep rambling on and on about, about Disney. No, no. <laughs> it does. Dude, Disney rules, man. I'm, I'm obsessed. sorry. I'm I love obsessed. I'm a huge Disney person. I'm obsessed. No, I'm with you. Yeah, that. Man. That I'm, I'm a Floridian <laughs> over here, so it's in my blood. Like, I'm pretty sure if you cut me open, there'd be like pixie dust coming out of my veins. Yeah, same. And I live in California, guys, and I'm near Disneyland, but it's currently closed. Oh, Florida, Florida's cool. Disney World's uh, open. <laughs> like, uh, I'm so jealous. Vacation. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> vacation for sure um we talked a lot we about did i hope you guys today. enjoyed think... us rambling on about ourselves <laughs> yeah we talked a lot about our practices we talked a lot about the hair offense, which i think it was really a perfect was. card to be and if you guys have any questions episode. about light magic dark magic left hand right hand or questions about our practices like hit us up on instagram and ask us questions i we love answering them Oh, absolutely. So, like she said, if you guys have any questions, you can DM us on Instagram, WitchCast9, as well as um, I'm on Facebook for the Occultish group. Yes, and you so can find I me know you're on Facebook so at Spellbound or Spellbound Witches, um, Spellbound School of Witchcraft yeah. on Instagram. Um, so, yeah, you can find us in a whole bunch yeah. of places. Witchy as fuck on Instagram as well. Yeah, yes uh we have a lot of different platforms where you guys can reach us from um so if you guys like i said or like we said if you have any questions about our practices or what we do in our daily lives as you know um an oracle or a death witch you guys can just hit us up and more than happy to kind of respond and chat away so um just want to say thanks for listening we will talk to you guys again next uh, week yes yes we'll see you guys in the next one thank